0: Welcome back to the Touchdown Rundown where I'm recovering from having a heart attack because I almost lost the flash drive with all of my Zillow files on it. So that was great. That was awesome. We love that. Got a little bit of a workout today as I ran around campus trying to find it. How's your day going, Tony?
1: Oh, my day's been going great. I haven't, haven't really left the house all that much. Just went to class this morning. That was pretty easy. And I've really been kind of chilling all day. So it sounds like we've had some pretty opposite experiences so far today.
0: Yeah, no, it was going great until the trauma of thinking that I lost years of work, like just gone on campus. So that was, you know,
1: I've been telling you, man, you got to keep it on more than one flash drive.
0: Yeah, no, evidently I need to, but I'm also very lazy and broke. So if uh, if you want to give me the money for a flash drive, I'll buy a second <laughs> flash drive. I'll mail you one. Yeah, that's the that's the status of the Tom's Willer bank, uh, <laughs> but. You know who doesn't have a bank problem? Kyler Murray. So let's get into the NFC West with that shameless transition. Uh, So as a quick reminder, we are trying to do these a little bit quicker. uh, So it'll be hopefully just a 30-minute show, but with this opening monologue having taken about a full two minutes at this point, it may be a little bit longer because we like to talk. So let's dive right in, of course, with the defending Super Bowl champions and our probably favorite team and pick of all time the Los Angeles Rams. So Tony, why don't you give us the breakdown there?
1: Absolutely. So another year, another opportunity for the Rams to make a run. Can they run it back for the second year in a row? I think that they can, but it's going to be a lot tougher this year. And I'll tell you why. So they let Odell go this offseason, but they did pick up Allen Robinson off free agency. And honestly, I think that if I'm picking between those two, I'm taking Allen Robinson anyway. So I don't think they really lost out in that position so much. I think that, you know, Robinson is going to more than make up for it. They also did lost, uh, they also lost tackle Andrew Whitworth in retirement. He was like 40 years old or something. He was doing incredibly well and he is going to leave a pretty pretty decent hole in that o-line even though I do think they are still going to be good they're just going to miss that they're, they're going to miss him at at certain points but I think they can manage defensively this unit should definitely remain elite they have Jalen Ramsey still heading up the secondary Aaron Donald's going to be applying the pressure off the line I don't think they're going to really have a problem there the reason this year is going to be so much tougher is cuz they play a lot of really good teams and I expect teams like the Bills and the Chargers to be Super Bowl contenders. Uh, so if they, you know, make it to the Super Bowl, let's say they really cash out, they go all the way. I don't think the game's going to be as, I'm not, I am not—I don't want to say easy, because it wasn't an easy game with Cincinnati. But if it's the Bills or the Chargers, like I think it's going to be, I think both of those teams are better than Cincinnati was uh, when they faced them last year. But it's possible that they make it all the way to the Super Bowl. But I'm definitely not as confident this year as I was last year, and I'm not going to be betting on it.
0: Yeah, no, so I know that a, uh, a sign of worry for me is the fact that Stafford does have an injured elbow, so I thought that that was kind of worth noting. Uh, he did say that he he feels fine to read this. Quote, I feel good. I'm ready to go. No limitations, Stafford told the media before stopping short. I still think there's I I don't know. I feel great. I'm ready to go. Can always be better. I can always... I always try to feel like I'm 21 again. I'll keep trying, but no, I feel really good. So it doesn't sound like he's... Convinced that he sounds good, but this is also Matthew Stafford, and he's battled through some pretty tough injuries at his time in Detroit, and dealt with some you know dealt with uh, some injuries and health issues last year when they won the Super Bowl. So you know it is just something to note, especially with uh, with Whitworth being gone. Right? I mean, that's just it. It makes his presence all the more felt if he's. You know you're as healthy as you are when you start the season, and so if he's not healthy, feeling you know if he's not feeling great right now, I am a little worried about that down the line. But yeah, I, I honestly I'm huge on Allen Robinson. He was not taken in one of my fantasy leagues, and I did not understand that at all. And so I snatched him up because I think he's going to have potentially a great year with the Rams. Uh, now we're gonna switch over to the models take. So you know the the model is definitely in alignment with you, Tony. They, you know the Rams are a strong contender in the NFC to make a playoff run. However, the Rams have taken a dip in regards to their Super Bowl favorite status in the eye of the model. So the Rams, instead of being just a flat-out strong Super Bowl contender, are now just a strong contender to win their division because their division is so heavily competitive. Um, you know, the, currently the Rams are projected to win nine point seven five games, which you know the model was off by, I believe on average one game last year. So you can essentially go up or down kind of how you feel with that record projection. So if you want to say that the Rams are an 11 win team, maybe 12 win, if you're really maxing it, I think is kind of where the model would put them at. Um, you know, but the, the average projection of 9.75 does feel a little bit low, but their division is competitive and they have a strong strength of schedule. Um, you know, if you're an elite Super Bowl team, you are going to have regression, and I think that that is, you know, based on the stats from ESPN and CBS, that's what the model has, is a regression for the Rams, but seal a good team that should, without question, make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's really all that I think that we can kind of say that we quote-unquote
0: know for the Rams here. Mm-hmm. Well, I think
1: that they win the division. I think they have the best game, in my opinion, but... I mean, even that, I don't think that's an absolute lock. The Niners are right there, and you know, at the times, they can't go anywhere. The Cardinals, who knows what's going to happen to them. So they're in a tough division, and that's why their win-loss might be a little low, but I think that they're still going to be a very good
0: team. Uh, we lost you a little bit on the end, Tony, but I'm assuming that you said that the Rams are going to be uh, a very good team despite all the competition from the 49ers and Cards.
1: Yep, you got me. That's pretty much exactly what it was.
0: Okay, perfect. I figured as much just because it, 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 quite honestly, like, look, I don't expect this team to be bad. I I expect this team to be very good. I just think that I feel a little bit less comfortable with injury just because they did make a, pl- a deep playoff run and just a little bit of a talent regression. So, no, it's not a knock on the Rams. So I still expect them to be a good team. Absolutely. All right, so let's head into our schedule predictions. As always, it's probably my favorite part of the show. So in week one, we have the Rams with a tag against Buffalo. That is obviously the Thursday night football matchup that we'll be having tomorrow. I cannot believe football's already back. It feels kind of insane. Uh, All right, so week two is home to Atlanta. I feel pretty comfortable about saying a win, and I believe we did that yesterday.
1: Yep. All
0: right, and then week three is at Arizona, so we're already at a tough matchup as far as the division goes. I honestly want to put this one down as a loss or a tag. I don't feel like it's an outright win.
1: Yeah, I think we can definitely. I part of me says that we can tag this. Another part of me knows that we're going to want to tag down the line. So up to you, with what you want to.
0: Yeah, let's go with a loss here, uh, just because I think that that division is so even, and we can revisit if we want to. And right, you know, next is in week four, a game on the road against the 49ers. The Ram—it's not an easy schedule for the Rams.
1: Yeah, absolutely not. I think this one I'm actually okay with um having them split.
0: Okay. Yeah, so if you imagine the, the Rams go 1 and 3, good lord. That's what we're setting them up for. All right, Dallas in week 5. I think win. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm here for that. Carolina week 6, I believe that should probably be a win. Yep as much as I don't like it as much as we've already we've already ordained it in when we did Carolina. Uh week 7 for the Rams is obviously there by and so week 8 is home to the 49ers. We'll give that one to the 49ers. On the road against Tampa Bay, we put that down as a um as a loss for the Buccaneers. So we still feel good about that.
1: I think we can feel good about that.
0: Okay. Alright, uh let's see. Arizona in week ten.
1: Let's have let's have Arizona split oh. as well.
0: Okay, I like that. And then in week eleven we had this as a win for the Rams against the Saints. Yep. Right? Week twelve on the road against Kansas City.
1: Gotta tag it.
0: Okay, yeah. No, we can tag that. Actually, well, let's look at the, the priors. We put that down as an outright loss for the Chiefs.
1: I guess we did, didn't we? All right, well, then we I'm, I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, we could always revisit. It. I think we have a tag with the Chiefs maybe. Um all right, Seattle we have as a win. I'm assuming that that will be one of our a uh, sweep yep. predictions. All right, then Las Vegas.
1: Um
0: We had that as a win for the Rams. I you know, if we if we want to revisit that we can, but by history.
1: Yeah, let's just keep it there.
0: Okay, and then on the road against Green Bay.
1: What week is this? This is going to be like 15?
0: This is 15, yeah.
1: This is going to be a loss.
0: Okay, yeah, we're giving them too many wins anyway. I'm fine with that. (laughs) Um, And then Denver.
1: Denver? I think this is to be a fair one to tag. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that works. And then uh, week 17, the... Probably my favorite game of the season right now, the Chargers.
1: Yeah, this is going to definitely be an explosive one. Do we want to tag this one as well?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm there for that. I yeah. believe we tagged it in the prior uh, run through when we did the AFC West already.
1: I think so, yeah. It looks like
0: it. All right, and then that gives us a win for Seattle to close Dumps. out the record. So that puts them at three tags, I believe three losses. Okay. So that's 11 wins. So we have them as a 12.5 and 4.5 team.
1: Which isn't... Not...
0: It's aggressive, but I don't dislike it.
1: It's not crazy. And I'm sure, like, some of these games that we've marked, they're games that we're assuming if the Rams come to play 100% and, like, Tampa Bay, for example, if the Rams and Tampa Bay both come 100% to play Mm -hmm. each other... I think the Rams are a better team, but I'm sure there's going to be some random game where, like, Dallas maybe outplays them, or Tampa Bay outplays them, or maybe Arizona takes both of the games. No, I'm it, sure it, it'll, be, it'll look more like maybe 10 or 11 wins. I don't know which one one or two off games are going to
0: Quite honestly, the Cowboys feels like a tag.
1: I would be okay with tagging them.
0: All right, that maxes the tags for the Rams. I'll make that change. And so that puts them squarely at 12 and 5, which is good enough, good enough.
1: Yeah, that's pretty fair. All
0: right, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Perfect. All right, so let's move to the next team, which, surprisingly, this is funny. When Tony and I were doing our show prep, uh, I'd list, I I list. we typically do this in order of the team's finish. It's just kind of the way we've done it. It's the easiest format for us. I put the 49ers above the Cardinals because my mind just completely blanked that the Cardinals one made the playoffs and two were higher seed than the 49ers because I I kind of forgot that the 49ers were, uh, I think the sixth seed and had to, you know, but still made a run to the NFC championship game. So I completely forgot that the Cardinals had the higher finish.
1: Yeah. It's definitely a surprising thing given how both teams kind of,
0: yeah, no, they they really did go in opposite trajectories in the back half of the season.
1: Yeah, 100%. All
0: right, so let's go to, as I believe you called them, that strange team.
1: Yep, uh, they are a really weird team to me. They were the last undefeated team last year. They looked absolutely unstoppable for the first seven games of the year. Then they lost to a Packers team that pretty much only had Rodgers, and it was kind of all downhill from there. What are we going to see this year bring? I would wager more of the same from the back half we saw from them last year. This team is not bad, but I don't think they're better than the Niners or the Rams. And I'll never understand why they gave Kyler the money they did. It, it That whole thing was so strange to me. Hopkins is suspended. J.J. Watt is hurt. A.J. Green should basically start the season in a cast. Marquise Brown is learning this offense. It's his first year, just got traded from the Ravens. So he's probably going to make some mistakes here and there. Ertz is already questionable, and the defense is, they're good, but they're not fantastic. So none of that, to me, screams imminent victory, and we're going to kind of destroy the season. We're going to go undefeated for seven games, any of that stuff. So I just don't see them being particularly great in this division. I see them just being pretty good.
0: I, so I honestly, I really like the Marquise trade because I thought it was pretty cheap. I was very surprised that the Ravens did it, period. Um, and so I think that it it had to have been in part, obviously, because D-Hop was suspended. I believe he was suspended uh, before the trade was made. And so, you know, that's kind of the thinking is we need to boost our wide receiver core. So imagine, you know, the complete core of Hopkins, Green, and Marquise Brown. I honestly really like those three, uh, you know, and you throw in Ertz, in the mix, even if he's questionable, you assume he gets healthy down the line. I, I honestly do think that the Cardinals' offense has the capacity to be good. Um, I just, I don't, don't feel comfortable like going all in on them by any means. Yeah, I really, yeah. I really
1: <laughs> believe in that wide receiver core. Honestly, I mean, I think DeAndre Hopkins is, in my opinion, overrated. AJ Green is always injured, and Marquise Brown is good, but again, it's his first season, and we kind of always give people in their first season on new teams going straight into starter the benefit of the doubt they're going to make some mistakes they're gonna be a little bit of a learning curve so I mm. think I think it's gonna be good and it was definitely a great deal for the Cardinals it was 100 right but I I think for the first half of the season we're probably gonna you know one or two routes a game the wrong way or he didn't quite do something right just chemistry building and all that stuff
0: yeah, no, I think that that's totally on the table, and I think that that window where Hopkins is suspended, I think it'll be an adjustment for the team. But once, you know, they they did march through the season last year without him because he was injured on and off again. Um, so I think once Hopkins is back, and by that time, Brown will have hopefully established chemistry, almost in part because Hopkins is gone. So I, I do think that the team is, you know, it's going to look a lot different after week six when Hopkins comes back. And I think it'll at least be good on offense by that time. Yeah. No. Think... No seven and zero start though. No seven and zero start.
1: I think good is the the right word. I wouldn't say great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, the Cardinals really are like one of the only teams in history to, like start seven and zero and finish nine and eight or something. There's some insane yeah. stat out there. Um, all right. So to Zelo, you know, stranger than the Cardinals is the result Zelo gave me about the Cardinals. So in, in you know, it's been a busy few hours, 24 hours for Zelo. I obviously lost it for briefly. Um, but last night I spent the entire night working on the NFL version of the model because I've been so busy with the college model that I just, I haven't had time to do general updates and maintenance. And so I spent last night doing it. Um, and and the results weren't dramatic, but I think the biggest shift that I saw was that the Cardinals, had one become slightly higher than the Rams as far as their ranking went and slightly worse than the 49ers. Uh, and so, you know, my conundrum obviously is is the DeAndre Hopkins suspension because he's going to miss those first six games. And so I do have him down as, as only, you know, as 11 games. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll fix that because maybe it's just, it's too strong. So I put him to 16 games and the Cardinals are still, are still, you know, probably arguably the favorite to win the NFC West in the, in the model size, which just feels like it's a little bit too much for me. Um, You know, they're, they're not going to be very good on defense, but they do have a very high offensive rating, you know? And again, like if you, if you take Deandre Hopkins out, it very obviously changes the results, right? So, I, I honestly don't know what to do, and I do want to ask you kind of on the fly. I have to put you on the spot, Tony. What do you think?
1: What do I think
0: as to, like, how good the team
1: is? Or what to do with Zelo?
0: Well, the the Zelo issue, because if you take him out, the Cardinals suddenly drop to about a 9-win team instead of being really close to a 10-win team, and both the Rams and 49ers jump to 10-win teams. So it's an interesting conundrum.
1: Well, I would say take him out. Take him out for the however many. Take him out for however many games he suspended, and then kind of see, based off of what Zelo says in that time, mm-hmm. take that data and then the input. Will come back in and see how it changes, and then adjust past that and kind of average out the two to see if you can get, you know, a not too high but not too low win total.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I think looking at that, it probably has the. It probably has the Cardinals as a 9.5 win team instead of maybe really close to the 10 threshold.
1: Probably something like that. That would be fair.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they're an interesting team to watch out for. And much like the rest of the NFC West, it, like the NFC West won last year was, was probably the most difficult division to gauge because of, of Stafford. And just how competitive the teams were. And now it feels difficult or more difficult uh, to gauge now for different reasons, because we don't know what's going to go on with the Cardinals' offense, we don't know how healthy the Rams are going to be. You know what the Super Bowl hangovers like, and then obviously, as we're about to roll into the the Forty Nineers and Trey Lance. But first, let's do the Cardinals' schedule. Absolutely. All right, Week One against KC, we have that down as a win for KC. Uh,
1: I'm still in on that.
0: Okay, and then at Las Vegas, we have that as being a tagged game.
1: I agree with that.
0: Yeah, no, God only knows, like, legitimately. There's one There's one being in the universe who hasn't any kind of understanding of what that game is going to be, and it's not me. Yeah. Um, all right, the Rams, we had that as being a win because it's the home game, so they're splitting. And on the road against Carolina. A win. Yeah, we have that as a loss for the Panthers uh, when we did the Panthers yesterday. Philadelphia.
1: This is an interesting one. Um... I don't know, because I I feel like I'm personally higher on the Eagles than most people and lower on the Cardinals than most people. So honestly, I kind of want to lead towards Philly winning this game, but I don't know if that should
0: I want to do a tag, to be quite honest.
1: We can tag, that's fair.
0: Just because it, I do like Philly more than I like the Cardinals, but I know that this is a home game for Arizona, so that has to factor in, especially because it's the East Coast, West Coast trip. Uh, all right, so next we have Seattle. I'm assuming we're giving a win here. Yep. The Saints, which we had that as a tag.
1: We could, yeah, we could tag that.
0: I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of Arizona tags. I, I see, like... <laughs> I see, like, three or four more, so that's great. That's a good sign. Okay, Minnesota.
1: We were just talking about all these tags. Gosh, I I mean, I'll be honest. I like Minnesota this year. I'd be willing to give them the win.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with that, too. It should have been a win last year.
1: That is true.
0: All right, Seattle. Win. Yeah. And then at the Rams, so that's a loss. Home to the 49ers.
1: Home to the 49ers. Do we want to We're... have them split in with the Niners?
0: I'm comfortable with that.
1: Okay, we can do
0: that. Uh, For the Chargers, we had that as a tag. Mm. And then we have it as, we already have them as a tag for the Patriots. <laughs> <what we>
1: Proposed <laughs> propose Chargers win.
0: Okay, yeah, Let's let's change that, I guess.
1: Let's... I'm way more comfortable with the Chargers and Cardinals than Mm-hmm. Wait.
0: All right, next is a bye and then the Patriots, which we also have tagged.
1: Yeah, okay. Patriots, we can keep that one tagged. That one, that one
0: okay. I can... And then we have Denver, which is tagged.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> um... We really backed ourselves into a corner with this one, Tom.
0: Yeah, no, we really, we really did. I wonder. We don't have any more tags, so we can let's give Atlanta a win here. Uh, I mean, a win against Atlanta, and then we have them splitting with the 49ers. right? And then Tampa Bay. I Tampa believe Bay. we gave Tampa Bay the win, so that'll be yeah. a loss.
1: So, what does that have us at? One, two, three, four, five tags. So we need to we need to eliminate one of these tags. I so many mysterious teams in this schedule.
0: I think the Cardinals are just the mysterious team, more than anything. Yeah.
1: Let's see, Raiders, don't know, Philadelphia, don't know, New Orleans.
0: I feel like New Orleans beat them. Okay, yeah, we can do that. We'll switch that. That's a switch for both of them. So, would you count up the wins, Tony? I have the tags and losses already.
1: Yeah, I can do that. Cardinals.
0: Six wins. Six wins. Okay, so that puts them... No, we're short. Is that okay. seven losses?
1: Yeah, let me go count losses. Three, I think that's seven. Four, five, yeah, we have them at seven losses.
0: Okay, that means they're eight and nine, which feels absolutely shocking. That's why I was so shocked by the seven losses. It feels kind of crazy that we have them as a losing team.
1: I mean, I'm not against that. I really don't believe in this team all that much. Let's I don't see. know why what
0: teams do. One, two. So for through the first 6 games we have them with two tags and just one loss and honestly it might be heavier than that in hindsight.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's not unreasonable that this team goes 8 9 No, it All
0: just games. it just They're feels like, crazy. Cuz they do have a pretty stacked schedule looking. Now, nah, you're breaking up again, Tony, but I'm assuming you said that they have a stacked schedule. It's yeah, the last they, thing I heard. Was stacked. They,
1: have, they got a pretty stacked schedule outside of their own division. I mean, you got Kansas City, New Orleans, Minnesota should be really good. You got the Chargers, Dallas, Wild Card, Dallas. Like, there's Denver, Tampa Bay. Like, there's just a lot of teams that they're playing outside of their division that are really, really good. So, I think the Cardinals are good, but they're not quite as good as a lot of these other.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the 49ers as we try to make time here. Uh, so. Do you want to do you want to take the lead on the four or Do you want me to? Sure,
1: no, I got it. So we were just talking about wild cards, and I think this team is another complete wild card to me. Defensively, I think they're still going to remain pretty dominant, even though they are starting off the year with a fairly lengthy injury report that has some cause for concern. It's really the offense that I don't know about, and like that, I really quarterback that I don't know about, Trey Lance. I have full confidence in the O line, wide receiver tight end running backs and all of that. It really does it doesn't so much quarterback garbage, right? So be you know, bad or good, I'm thinking that it's possible he's not great. Tom really likes Trey Lance quite a lot, and I don't dislike him. I just haven't seen anything that's really made to fit thus far. Granted, he isn't exactly taking over for elite talent in his predecessor Garoppolo. Uh I really just don't know kind of what we're going to see if the league this team could really go a long way but if he's another Jimmy G then I think this team is going to scrape together a wild card with the playoffs but that's about it
0: yeah I mean part of the confidence in Trey Lance beyond the fact that he is just a dynamic QB and you know I I know he's an FCS kid so is he's a limited prospect already because he's an FCS player and then he has limited tape you know he only played I think 19 games which is not a huge sample size and again, the FCS thing really does put a damper on that. But it, you know, if you watch the film, he has size, he's athletic, and I think he can really sling the ball all over the yard. I, I am huge on Trey Lance. I I absolutely love him, and I kind of wanted the Falcons to take him a few few years ago as an heir apparent and replacement for Matt Ryan. Um, now, part of the confidence, like I was saying, is that if Jimmy G can do that, you know, I at least think that Trey Lance can get them to the playoffs as a as really as a rookie, right, as like a red-shirting rookie um, who who took the year off and, or did not took the year off, but rested most of the year behind Jimmy G, I I am optimistic that because of, A, the the quality of scheme around him, the coach that's around him with the quality of team that's around him and the the defense, which I believe can be at worst a top 10 defense, if not a top 5 defense, I think that the 49ers should finish, maybe not as division champion because there are going to be some errors on Lance's part, but I do think that they can be a playoff team, uh, a high wild card seed, uh, you know, or at the worst case, I think maybe they just barely miss, which is okay for the Forty ers If in year two of a new quarterback, which is almost really more like year one of a new quarterback, they miss the playoffs ever so slightly.
1: Yeah, I do think that if this team finds some success, it's going to be kind of like when they had Jimmy G, like you said, like it's going to be mostly on the back of a of the team and they can really only expect so much out of the quarterback. He just has so many weapons around him and that defense is so good that they, he could be enough to where this, the rest of the team doesn't really need a whole lot of elite talent out of him this, this soon quite yet. Cause like you said, he is kind of a rookie. He hasn't really played a whole lot. So I think he's learned a lot from Jimmy G and that's great. We'll see if it transitions to on the field or if it, if, it, if he's going to take maybe a couple years and, Uh, you know, hopefully he's not getting good as this team slowly starts to fall apart. Uh, But we'll see how it goes.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. So let's move over to the schedule. So they open the year on the road in Chicago, a win very comfortably comfortable win as it will be Justin Fields against Lance home to Seattle, which I'm assuming we're giving a win. Yep. Now we said in the past, Denver was a win. Do we want to stick with that? I think I'm comfortable with that. Okay. Now we have the Rams splitting. So this is the game that the 49ers would take. And then on the road against the Panthers. uh, win. And then the Falcons, I believe we had that as a win. Yep. So they'll be nice. They'll be 6-0 and through the first six weeks of the season before they play Kansas City. So that doesn't <laughs> feel unrealistic. <laughs> uh, Kansas oh. Kansas City is a tag. We've established that one, and the Rams are a split. So that takes them into the bye week with, at worst, according to us, 6-2. and two. Optimistically, 7-1. and one. Which is possible. Trey Lance right. could be the guy that, that really... Because
1: in fairness, this isn't like the other teams that we've done so far, right? When we look at this team so far, in their first couple games... They have Chicago, Seattle, Carolina, and Atlanta in four of their first six games. Now, Carolina is the best of those four teams, but honestly, if that's the best out of four of your six games that you're playing, you got a pretty light schedule to open up.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. That's that's pretty true. That's uh, honestly, they could be the Cardinals that like Trey Lance is unstoppable for the first couple of games and or first couple of weeks, and then people start to slowly figure him out because he's so new and dynamic. Um, Let's move to week 10 where it's the Chargers. Now, I believe we have this as a tag. Yeah, we could could tag this. All right, and just as a reminder for those of you in the audience who maybe are new or maybe haven't listened in a while, a tag is a game that Tony and I are saying it's a little too close to call or the result is a little bit too murky, and so we don't really know or have a good feel for who's going to win it, so we are rewarding each team with half of a game for the sake of just where we think they'll finish in the schedule. Um, and now as we move on in week 11, it's the Cardinals. So easy. We already have that one taken care of. It's a win for the Cardinals, a loss for the 49ers. And then week 12 home to the saints, which I believe we have tagged. We do have tags. And I'm comfortable keeping it tagged. Yeah. And we have a win against Miami in week 13, moving us to Tampa Bay, where we have that as a win for the Buccaneers. Yep, I'm good with that. All right, and then on the road against Seattle, which is a victory, and then Washington, home to Washington, feel comfortable giving a win. Yeah. And then against the Las Vegas Raiders, we have a win for the 49ers. Who knows, but sure, we'll keep it that way. Yeah, nope, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I would tag all of the Raiders games because it would probably just come out to their actual record. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so I... Bl- good lord, we have 10 wins. Uh, yeah, we This is going to be a really good team. I think that this is... We're going
1: to see a pretty similar look to how we did with how this division finished last year. I do think that the Niner, Niners are going to comfortably jump the Cardinals. Uh, it's not going to be close like it was last year. The Cardinals really didn't deserve to be there past week 7 or 8. They just... Had such a strong start that pretty much no matter how poorly they finished, they were going to be able to kind of secure a decent spot. So I think the Niners are going to be way more consistent this
0: year. I to say, are you comfortable with the Forty ers being a twelve-win team?
1: <laughs> I don't dislike it. Really, just I mean, they could do that if Lance is that guy. They could definitely do that. It's just a matter of if he is or not.
0: Yeah, and the the bumps along the way to finding out that question. Yep. All right, so let's move to the last team, the Seattle Seahawks. Perfect. This is definitely going to be the quickest one.
1: Uh, There's really not much to talk about, right? This is kind of the ugly duckling of the family. Ugly Seahawk. Yeah, okay, thank you, Tom. This is (laughs) very painful for you Seahawks fans out there, just like if you listen to Tom's jokes. No two ways about
0: it. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) was attacked a drive-by
1: any team with geno smith as a starter is not going to go very far he might be you know fun to watch against certain teams and maybe he's a dynamic player but he's not very good in fairness he does have weapons dk metcalf is of course elite they got noah font in the wilson trade and there's rashad penny who i would classify as an objectively elite running back with his other worldly 6.3 yards per attempt last year and of course you got Tyler Lockett who's going to have four touchdowns and 250 yards in some random game and do nothing at any other time in the season. Defensively, they're not the worst. Last season they were pretty terrible in the secondary, which I do think is going to be, you know, maybe slightly better this year, not, you know, they can't really get worse, so there is that. Their front was pretty mediocre as well last year. I don't expect it to get much better or worse, honestly, probably about the same. So overall their defense is going to be pretty terrible. Most mm-hmm. teams should be able to dumpster these guys pretty effectively. They are in full rebuild mode.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think Geno Smith will at least be an interesting QB to watch because in some of the games he played in last year, like he was not—he was really good, really good, really good, and then atrocious. And like you had to—it <laughs> was just such a roller coaster. Specifically, I think it was against—was it against the Steelers last year? Yeah, I think so against the Steelers and the Saints. So I think those were the games he played in that I was just absolutely fascinated by because I had no idea what to expect. Um, So according to Zelo, the the Seahawks are not going to have the worst offense in the NFL. Like that honor belongs to the Atlanta Falcons, but they'll be close. And similarly, they'll have a pretty terrible defense. Like, but it's not the worst in the NFL. I believe that honor goes to, uh, I didn't write this down. Let me quickly scan. I believe it's the Jets. Which is interesting. Sure. Um, so, yeah. So, so like, they're not great, but they're also not good. <laughs> uh, I should say, they're not even good. Like, they're just, they're, like, pretty terrible. Like, bordering on absolutely the worst. <laughs> but they're not the worst. <laughs> um, so... Zelo is giving them a 1% chance of winning the division. And I'm assuming I didn't program this into the model, but maybe it's become sentient because it feels like to me, the only way that Seattle could have a 1% chance of winning the division is if the state of California fell into the ocean and Kyler Murray broke a thumb playing call of duty, because that's the only way I see Seattle winning this division against these three teams. Uh, so beyond that, a wildcard spots not happening. Uh, so we get to the interesting part where Zelo is currently giving the Seahawks a chance to get to a seven-win season, which honestly feels crazy. Um, like, I, I, I feel like that's really, really high, and we are going to be way lower on that. So I did double-check it, and I looked back at FPI, ESPN's model, and they do have a similar win total for Seattle, so I don't feel terrible about it. It just makes me feel uncomfortable to have them as seven wins, because it feels like it's a huge overestimate.
1: Yeah, give it about... I'm going to guess three or four minutes, and we are not going to have them at seven wins.
0: I was going to say, I'm looking at it right now, and I think we have their first two games as losses because it's Denver and the 49ers. Yep, definite losses there. <sighs> and then Atlanta, oh no, we gave we gave them a win. Yeah, so, sure. I gave, we gave Atlanta a win, I should say. Oh, we gave Atlanta a win. Okay, well then, yeah. all, right. all right, Seattle. all. Uh, And then in Detroit, we said well, we didn't say for Detroit, but I'm assuming we have Detroit winning. Detroit wins. Yeah. And then they lose to the Saints. Yep. Lose to the Cardinals. Yep. I can't wait for a zero win season. That'll be awesome. Uh, The Chargers is a loss. Yep. The Giants. Oh, we'll tag that. I mean, do we just give them a straight out win? I feel like we're going to arrive at a similar problem with the Giants where we're going to be like, this is a zero win team if we don't If we don't tag some games.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Well, yeah, we'll leave it as a tag. All
0: right, Arizona is a loss. Tampa Bay is a loss. This is so easy. It's so fun. Uh, (laughs) By week, which they lose to, and then Las Vegas is a loss. Uh, The Rams are a loss. I'm cracking myself up on my own bad joke. Uh, The Cardinals are a loss. 49ers are a loss. Um, that's Carolina oh Carolina oh shoot oh that's still a loss <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's either a loss
1: or a tag it depends on how Chiefs we're feeling towards this team because right now they're at half of one win I'm
0: going to say I, when we did the Panthers we had that as a win for the Panthers but we can always just retroactively tag it if we need to oh uh, yeah that's right we did do the Panthers already let's just keep it like we had it Chiefs are a loss Yeah, with we have, we have the Jets is a loss which I don't like anymore
1: yeah, at the time I like that, but given given where we're at right now, we can check. We could we we'll we'll tag it.
0: Yeah, because I don't I don't feel particularly in love with that anymore. That that does put the Jets to five tags, which brings up some interesting problems. Well, we also have Cleveland tagged, so let's just make that a loss. Not true. Okay, and then the Rams are a loss. So that's. Yep. Good lord, that's two tags, zero wins, 15 losses. listen made it easy? One it, in 16.
1: Like, this team is really bad, but if you listen to the teams that we just listed off throughout all of that, there's really only one to maybe three that they could possibly win. They also have a fairly loaded schedule somehow.
0: No, that, that's the craziest part to me is that, like, going through that, there is not a cupcake game. And, you know, it is in part because they're just terrible, but there's not a cupcake game. Yeah, like, that, that would be a pretty tough schedule for, like, the Rams. The I Rams, think most, most teams would find that strength, uh, yeah. a schedule uncomfortable because I believe that it's actually 11th.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty tough. There's not a lot of, especially with, you know, they have Las Vegas on there. Who knows? They got the Rams twice. Carolina is most teams are probably Carolina, but you know it's going to be a loss here because I do think the Seahawks are that bad. Kansas Mm -hmm. City, the Jets are really their only kind of shot at a win here. The Giants as well, but that's that's, going
0: to. It's that's exactly what happens when you have one. The NFC West is your home division, right? That's six games that are feel like they're unwinnable and then you're playing both the nfc south which has three teams that should be competent and then the falcons which probably could be a tag honestly if we're being honest the falcons could
1: yeah they probably could be i I don't dislike that tough
0: divisions and then you have the home division
1: yeah it's it's not going to be easy and i i don't think that we're too far off i don't think we're spot on but i don't think we're
0: too far off all right, so let's wrap the show with just a quick little recap. So we have the 49ers winning the division at a 12.5 game record with 4.5 losses. Uh, then we have the Rams as the wildcard team at 12-5. and five. The Cardinals is our hot take of the, of the show with an 8-9 and nine finishing record. That puts them at a losing record. And then 1-16 Seahawks, which maybe, maybe compared to z and FPI is a hot take, but it does not feel like a hot take to me. No, it feels pretty reasonable. I have no clue how they got seven wins for this team. Yeah, I I honestly don't know. I got nothing for that. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you when we do our next show. We'll probably do a quick little preview episode for tomorrow's Thursday night football game. But until then, see ya.